Welcome to Let Me Adjust My Ears, a weekly podcast about all things Disney and luxury travel. I'm Michelle from Making Memories Travel, your extra AF host. Grab your favorite cocktail and join me as we immerse ourselves in pixie dust and Disney vacations, minus the pint-sized entourage. Unravel the secrets of bougie travel and indulge in amusing conversations with fellow extra friends. Hold on tight to your ears as we launch right in. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 10, if I counted correctly. We have made it to episode 10 and another half-live episode. Basically, I did a few minutes of live stuff while I was on my trip at the beginning of June, a quick two-day trip to Walt Disney World. And uh, I did it while I was at Epcot for what should have been the last weekend, but I think was not. I think it was the second to last weekend of the Flower and Garden Show. Um, But soon we are actually going to turn the corner. It will be July. And with that, we will start the Food and Wine Festival. And in fact, by the time you hear this, the outdoor kitchens and their menus will probably have already been released. So we can talk about that on an upcoming episode. So my first stop actually was Disney Springs. I decided that I wanted to wait and watch the live action Little Mermaid at the same exact movie theater. Okay, granted, it was the AMC 12 way back when, when Pleasure Island existed. And now it's a dine-in AMC 24, but still it's in the same geographical location where I watched the animated version when I was a cast member at Disney and it was first released. I think we probably went at midnight for that release and it was a special time with some friends who still work at Walt Disney World and still provide me the 411 whenever I need it. So I went to watch the live action Little Mermaid and my goal for these two days, in addition to seeing uh, some friends one of them was moving. So it was a a really nice goodbye weekend was really to meet the live action Little Mermaid. And again, I will post all these pictures. So that was day one was just going to Disney Springs, the dine-in AMC, checking out the new Little Mermaid. While I was there, I did also try Guy Fieri's Chicken Guy restaurant. I have to tell you, I loved it. Fast food. It was easy service. You can order um, at a self service, you know, touch screen, or you can just wait in line. There was really no line. Order came up really quick. Had awesome sauce selection for those, um, both for fries and the chicken fingers. It was really, really great. And I'm super happy that I tried it. It's definitely a place I will go back to. Okay, so in addition to getting to see the live-action Little Mermaid, I got to see previews of the new Indiana Jones film and the new Haunted Mansion film, so I'm totally psyched to see both of those upcoming Disney movies. We're going to fast-track to the next day where I went traveling around the world, and you will get to hear those clips, which I did manage to find a 
semi-quiet, you'll hear, and talk about what was new for the pass holders happening at Epcot for the month of June, and also the last gasp of the Flower and Garden Festival and the foods I ate, and in addition, some special pride photo ops. Again, I know by the time you hear this, none of that will necessarily apply to any of your upcoming trips, but it's good for future information. And also, um, just so you can see what Disney was up to in the month of June. Hello, my friends. It is Michelle coming to you live from Epcot Center, where I am sitting outside Germany at the last breath of the Flower and Garden Festival before uh, next month when the uh, Food and Wine Festival starts. So, um, just to catch you up to speed, what's going on here is in the month of June, there are some specials for annual pass holder and a few pride things going on as well. There's a pride magic shot here. And if you are planning or you come during June, the photo pass photographers are gonna tell you before they take the magic shot so they can make sure. I know, right? That would be people who are drinking around the world. <laughs> Yay for drinking around the world. Speaking of drinking around the world, we developed a new strategy for that. So I have always been an advocate for starting in Canada. Reason being that anytime I've ever started in Mexico, by the time I finish my tequila flight, I'm done. Just hand me some chips and guacamole and let me sit until illumination starts, which Another quick tangent here before we continue that drinking around the world thing. Welcome to Epcot with no barges. There is a huge big crane though because apparently they still need to take some barges out. But Epcot Harmonious is over and done. That was only for the 50th. Now Epcot Forever is back. I still mourn, may she RIP, the very original illuminations. And here we have more people drinking around the world. So pause. Okay, hopefully I've moved far enough away from the people who paused in Germany with their beer flights. On to no more barges and harmonious. So yeah, Harmonious is over and now um, Epcot Forever, which was the show before the 50th, has returned until apparently a new show can be developed. Again, RIP, the original Illuminations. Just bring that one back, please, Disney, and all will be good between you and I. Okay, back to drinking around the world strategy. Start over in World Showcase. Take the boat over. The, the boat uh, from the walkway, the pathway between Future World, which isn't called Future World anymore, over here to World Showcase, which is still called World Showcase, here in Germany. And you can start your drinking here. Then you will head to your right down towards Mexico. Um, and when you get to Mexico in your lovely tequila flight, you or maybe just one tequila for you by then, you can have your chips, salsa, guacamole, get some food in you. It's a great, great stop over. There's a nice cool boat ride to take too, if you want to. And then continue around the circle and end up in Italy for dinner. So there you have it, folks. No more competing between Canada and Mexico. Start in the middle. Germany and Italy. And then when you end in Italy, pizza. 
because Via Napoli has great pizza and it'll help you soak up all the alcohol you've had. Also, you may have heard in a previous episode, one of my reader question, one of my listener questions was someone asking where are some quiet places to sit. So here it is, June in Epcot. It is murderously hot. And I'm sitting here in Germany. There is a little cove right next to the boat dock with a bunch of tables with umbrellas and shaded benches. And I have to say, other than people taking a pause from drinking on the world, it is nice and quiet and not very crowded here. There's plenty of seating uh, for me and the squirrel. Okay. Let me tell you a little bit about more of the pass holder information. So um, I will be showing the pictures that there is a special magic photo pass for annual pass holders that I'll be sure to share. Um, there was also a special drink over in Sunshine Seasons at the land and a special VIP lounge. I wouldn't call it that. Uh, that's what Disney calls it. But that's being a little uh, generous with the word lounge. It's some tables that have the annual pass holder logo on it and we were able to get some M&Ms and a figment sticker and then there are two different desserts that annual pass holders can order over at Sunshine Seasons and take them into that area and I will be sure and post pictures of the drink that I ordered it was way too early to get that very overly sweet dessert but if you're going to be around in June, be sure and come with an annual pass holder or find someone who is an annual pass holder who will happily help you uh, taste one of those two desserts and let you sit with them in the lovely shade. So for the last gasp of the Flower and Garden Festival, I just had a potato pancake in Germany with ham and sour cream and and a taste of the pretzel bread, which is stuffed Gruyere. And I got to tell you, folks, the Germany Food and Wine Festival, it's not Food and Wine, Flower and Garden Festival is on point. Very good. Of course, I love my, my outdoor kitchens, but I especially love them right now because annual pass holders are getting 20% uh, off of food and beverage and then 30% off of merchandise. So stay tuned for what my new purse will definitely be purchased before I leave. Later tonight, I will be heading over with friends to uh, eat dinner at Liberty Tree Tavern and see Happily Ever After at the Magic Kingdom. It'll be my first time to see Happily Ever After since it returned following the 50th anniversary celebration. So that's it from here. I will catch up with you later tonight. After spending a very hot day at Epcot, and I do mean hot, and yes, it was the first weekend of June, we rode Guardians of the Galaxy, had an awesome song. So I've ridden it three times now. Um, your song really does affect your journey, and most of them are great. I will say the Gloria Esteban song that they play, it wasn't my favorite, and I did get a little bit nauseous, as did one of my friends when we got that song. But this was one of my favorite Guardian rides. It was epic. <laughs> and I really got off wanting to... We had done the virtual queue for that at 7 a.m. Um, and we got called for our virtual queue at 3. So as you can imagine, getting to Epcot at around 10 in the morning, it was just a long day. 
Luckily, there was some good snacking to be had. Um, Oh, and some good beverages, I should say. Good snacks and beverages. Then I absolutely had (laughs) to return to my resort and cool off and even shower before changing outfits to go to the Magic Kingdom. As I said, I was there to say goodbye to a very dear friend who is leaving Disney after a substantial employment history and moving on to greener pastures and cooler weather. And I cannot wait to announce who that was and get him on this podcast in the very near future. I can't tell you yet. It's still proprietary information. But he requested to go to the Magic Kingdom and see Happily Ever After. He thought it might be his last time, and I am told by other people in his friend group, locals, that he must have really wanted to go because most cast members don't actually want to go to the parks in the amount of heat and humidity that we were in. So I will leave that to say that we went to the Liberty Tree Tavern so that we would have easy access over to the fireworks and happily ever after. And I didn't get any of this live because we were in a large group and it would have been noisy. But I have to say, Liberty Tree Tavern, the last time I ate there was when I was a cast member. So that would have been the early 90s. And it was great. Still all you can eat, still like Thanksgiving dinner, served family style. Um, It was wonderful. And a special shout out for that mac and cheese. It was so good. Um, We definitely had to get extras of the mac and cheese. Also, the bread with the special butter. It was yum. And I will post pictures of all of that when this episode airs as well. Also, we got dessert even though we also got dessert at the fireworks, you know, have to have popcorn with the fireworks. But um, it was a great uh, three cookies with whipped cream and chocolate chips and butterfingers and ice cream. It was really, really refreshing, especially given the weather. So it was just all about the fun. Then after, uh, you know, a night of seeing Happily Ever After, which I again want to say was the first time that I had seen it since its return and since the 50th anniversary show was gone. And boy, am I glad it's back. I didn't think I missed it as much as I did because really I'm a dreams girl instead of happily ever after. But wow, was it good. The castle projections were on point and it was just amazing. Also, it was really fun to watch it with one of my friends who is still a cast member there. He works in production because he pointed out where the cameras sit for the projections. And what I used to think was lighting on the castle is actually projections. If you turn around and you look at the Crystal uh, Cafe and you look above it on the roof, you will see Uh, One of the projectors, it's one of, I believe he told me four, um, obviously corporate style, large style projectors, not anything that we would shoot to watch home movies on. So that was fun. 
And then, of course, the next day I had a park pass and a park reservation for Disney's Hollywood Studios so that I could rope drop seeing and meeting and greeting the live action Little Mermaid Ariel. So that is what I did. Yes, I rope dropped a character greeting and it turned out to be amazing and fabulous because there was maybe 10 people in line and maybe like four or five after me, if that. And she spent so much time with me. I was the only person in the room. At that time, you can see a little map of the island. And again, all these pictures will be posted on my Instagram, which is if you're not following me there, I would love it if you would. It's at Michelle Visits Mickey and Michelle is spelled with one L. So it's M-I-C-H-E-L-E Visits Mickey. Um, so Ariel and I had a wonderful time. I did a little cosplay of Sebastian, thanks to my friends at Once Upon a Wardrobe. Shout out to Ashley and Lauren. And she loved my outfit and referred to me as Princess Michelle. So what's not to love about that? And she's wearing her famous blue dress from the live action movie, and she's gorgeous. So that was a lot of fun. But because I had rope dropped that, it was pretty amazing that as soon as I walked out, I made a, uh, I went straight because it's in the theater, uh, Walt Disney Presents, I think that's the name of that theater, the old, where Sully used to be. And the new Pixar place was open and I got a picture with Frozone, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, which was awesome. I got them both. And also the Mandalorian and little baby Yoda. So I got all kinds of pictures. And oh, let's not forget Edna was around and Max. So really that day was all about pictures. I did manage to get on Rise of the Resistance because, you know, if you're going to be at Hollywood Studios, you should do that. It's one of the still ranks to me as one of the best um, technological attractions that exists in all of the Orlando theme park area. I also got a lunch reservation. Really, I needed to get out of the heat again. That was just something that had to be done. And so I wanted a sit-down reservation. I did it that day with same-day dining. And it was at the Brown Derby. Again, not eaten at the Brown Derby since I was on the opening crew of Disney's MGM Studios. I've been to the lounge uh, since then, but not the actual restaurant. And I want to say it's not a place where I would go again or send any of my guests. I was quite disappointed in the meal and the service. The only good thing that I found about the meal was the cornbread, which came with the meal. And had I known that, I would not have ordered the extra bread and butter that didn't come with the meal. So I really wish that my waiter had shared that information with me. Um, one last thing that I wanted to do at Hollywood Studios before I left for the day was the new Indiana Jones bar area. So I took some videos and I will post those on the Instagram. I took some, it's really small. I thought there would be seating and there's not. It's really a walk-in, 
get your photo, order your drink, um, get a photo on your way out, and bail. Um, And I'm sure that it was opened quickly because of the new movie that's coming out that we all can't wait to see. But it was definitely very crowded. So not, not my favorite. But, you know, I didn't try any of the beverages, so I can't answer that. So... That was my trip report from my two-day visit. And that is going to be it for this episode. Until next week, I will see you real soon. And just like that, this episode is over. Thank you for joining me. To ensure that your next vacation is nothing short of divine, I've handpicked my top 10 tips for a Lux Disney experience. Find the link in the show notes. And until next time, stay fabulous.